0: Welcome back to the Snack Walls podcast. I'm Mike Roberts, your host, and we're here to talk about increasing and maintaining diversity in tech beyond the perks. While companies think they can lure people in with unlimited PTO and dogs in the office, we're here to talk about how you keep them. All right. In a few sentences, can you tell us who you are and what it is that you do?
1: Yes. My name is Shelton Banks. I'm the CEO of a nonprofit organization called Rework Training. Uh, Our mission is to help uh, create uh, workplaces that reflect the diversity of our neighborhoods. And so I help open the door for those people that are hungry for growth beyond their circumstances by helping them get jobs and tech sales.
0: I like that. Sales. Sales makes everything happen. With sales, all other problems are are removed. <laughs> the money,
1: man. The money, where the money's at. That's right.
0: So I'm hearing from some tech leaders that finding diverse talent is a challenge. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh, man. I, I, it's funny. I think about the 80-20 rule when you ask that question. You say 80% of your diverse pipeline comes from 20% of your effort. And so I think, you know, I think there's not enough effort being put into it. I think they're going to the same old places, recruiting from the same places. And that's making up eighty percent of their pipeline. I think if they put more effort into it, then we wouldn't have this same problem. So I disagree with the fact that uh you know that is a problem. I think, you know, they just need to look differently.
0: That's right. So Changing up who you're networking with, where you're going, and then you're going to start facilitating, having different conversations.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: What do you think about the push to remove the requirement for
1: CS degrees um, for some of these engineering roles? Oh, I love that. I love that idea. I think, you know, you say, what's the problem as far as like 20% of the pipeline, the way they're looking the same. I think that opens it up to a whole variety, different variety of people. Uh, especially when I think you know, stats are out there that uh, talk about that women only apply for jobs that they feel sixty percent qualified for. And so now, if we start removing some of the, the the qualifications that may not even be needed in the first place, uh, you open up the door to a variety of individuals who now believe that they are qualified and will start applying for these jobs. So I love that idea. Throw them out the nice. window. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so on that same note,
0: um, do you think an apprenticeship pattern would work for uh, technical roles?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think so. I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Robert Greene, and in the book uh, Mastery, he talks about that. He talks about the how to get to mastery. You go through three phases. You go through the apprenticeship phase, the creative phase, and then you become a master. And you think about jobs that you know, post the 20th century. Uh, you know, you wanted to learn a skill. You were apprentice first. You work for somebody. You got the hours in the hands-on uh, apprenticeship aspect of it, and you grew from that. I think you know that what some of the issues with the traditional education system are that you know. Everything is in theory. and You really don't get any hands on experience. And the best learning comes from when a person is actually applying the education that they're receiving. You know, the application of knowledge is wisdom. And so I think if you open up apprenticeship roles for people to, to actually apply what they're learning in real time versus waiting, uh, you know, to apply theories that they've been sitting on, I think, you know, tech looks completely different.
0: 100 percent and i and i love the fact that um it's one of those places where the more experience you get um it gets much much deeper you get much more proficient and better at the role quickly right so tech is one of those careers where one or two years the level the because of how fast it moves as well you get you get leveled up super fast and then you're on a team and you're just like you're a ninja, right?
1: A hundred percent. hundred percent. I think about this, this analogy I heard the other day said like you got two doctors, you got one that studied all his life. Uh, and you got one that's performed a hundred surgeries. Which one would you want to to do the surgery on you? The one that studied and has all this book knowledge and has never did a surgery or the one that did a hundred surgeries, hundred surgeries and. And less book knowledge. And it's like, yeah, I want the one that did 100 surgeries, hopefully successful surgeries, uh, to to operate on me. And so same concept, man. Apprenticeships all the way.
0: Absolutely. So um, what advice would you share with companies that once they've gotten diverse talent, how do you retain diverse talent?
1: Oh, man, I love this question, dude. So my my philosophy on this, and this is kind of like my mantra, I say it on almost every call that I talk to with companies that you can't be diverse and inclusive professionally without being diverse and inclusive personally. And, And so there are so many cultural gaps, cultural nuances that exist between cultures and, and to think that you could just say like, Hey, I'm going to start a DNI program. I'm going to hire somebody and automatically just fix the problem. They're going to stay. That's, that's, it's almost like, uh, I was watching this, the, 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 the diversity day at the office, the TV show, the office, second episode, the diversity day, where it's just like, dude, like that is a horrible way of going about it. And so for companies that want to do better, I think they have to kind of think outside the box and start, Intentionally, not even companies. The people at the companies have to intentionally become more diverse personally. So whether that means, and this is a shameless plug for us, that means volunteering for rework training or volunteering for an organization like yours, and actually getting to know people outside of the the HR uptight work environment where you got to be perfect or you got to seem like you're perfect, and just actually taking your, your 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 the the facade off and saying like, hey, you know, I've messed up. You, you've messed up. We're both imperfect. Let's 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 figure out how to let's get to know each other as humans, so that we can work together like humans. I think uh, if companies did more of that, if the people at companies did more than that, take companies out of this. If the people did more of that, we wouldn't have this issue.
0: Absolutely, and I think you know it takes being. A little bit vulnerable, willing to have those conversations and understand that people will give you grace. You know, I will understand, you know, when you mess up and you don't phrase something the right way. At least I'm um, seeing that you're showing the effort to try and be inclusive and have the conversations. And we need to do a little bit
1: more of that, I think. So, 100 percent, man. But again, I got to take the facade off. You know, it's not going to be yeah. perfect. It's not going to be perfect. The old way was really perfect. So why should we expect perfection from the, this new way of doing things? Like, let's just let's just dive in and see what happens, man. Absolutely. So who is someone like yourself that's a leader in this space that you'd like to,
0: uh, you know, give a shout out to and who you think might be a good potential guest on a podcast like
1: this? Oh, there's so many. But if I the one that comes to mind, is probably the person that kind of propelled me into this career her name. Her name is Michelle Best. Uh, Michelle Best. Dude, she She's a rock star. She uses her voice authentically. We have values at Rework. You know, use your voice authentically, serve the community, uh, adopt a growth mindset or our values. And dude, she reflects all three. Like she's constantly advocating for, for diversity. She's constantly uh, pushing the needle and she does it authentically. Like, you know, she's not going to tell you what you're going to hear. If you, your diversity efforts suck, well, Michelle's going to tell you. Like, is going to be the first thing she's going Like, this, this, this sucks. And so uh, Michelle Best, you know, she's the one I wouldn't have took this position if it wasn't for Michelle. Michelle said, like, look, we need more leaders doing this work. Like, dude, just jump in. And so
0: All right, I'm pro-Michelle. So Michelle's on the radar. We're going to see if we can get her on the show and uh, hear what she's got to say about this. Because I'm sure she's going to she's gonna bring it. Oh, now, yeah. She's going to bring it. Uh, where can we find out more information about your company? Again, this is a great time to plug in, anything that you're working on.
1: Yeah. Reworktraining.org. So R E work training uh and so yeah we we we. interestingly enough we were just in chicago and we're scaling pretty fast thanks to covet uh like most programs we're now virtual and it's we're making we found a silver lining and so we recently just got our first placement out in the san fran uh area which is huge for us and so we look to do more of that but again if anybody that you know you need opportunity to be more than your circumstances. You're trying to get your foot in the door. If you have those transferable skills and you've been working in retail or you've been working in the hospitality industry, if you're a server, let's do that. If you're a server or a bartender and restaurants are closing down, and you're like, you you have the people skills, you got you used to get tips, like sales is for you. Like, and it's not the same it's the same sale that you do at a restaurant, it's the same sale you'd be doing for a tech company. with with, with better more consistent pay and so you know we're looking to scale we're looking for more people that need that opportunity that are hungry and so reworktraining.org check our website out we'd love to have you awesome i really appreciate you coming on the show sheldon and I am
0: looking forward to having that in San Diego sometime soon, right? Yeah, we're coming, Northern California. You got to come down here, Southern Cali. And um, I think there'd be a lot of folks that could really take advantage of the opportunity, talent-wise, get into some of those roles and just tear it up. So, oh man,
1: yeah, hundred percent, man. We're coming your way soon.
0: Now, most important question of the podcast: What are you snacking on lately? What's your favorite snack?
1: No man, probably Reese's. I was supposed to be on a diet last week, but man, Reese's Penny Butter <laughs> Cup is my is my thing, man. But then, like, yeah, if I'm if I'm thinking from an intellectual standpoint, man, I've been I've been diving into books heavy. I try to read at least a book a month, but I was on vacation last week and read a whole bunch of books. And I read this book called Atomic Habits, which I was just like, this 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 thing. And it basically said one percent a day, man. If you could make effort, one percent effort a day to do something different improve yourself the exponential growth of 1% a day. It's going to take a while, you know, it's going to take a, a little bit over a year or so, but at, at some point, you know, you hit that year mark, you're going to just skyrocket off. And so man, it adds up, dude. Yeah. It adds up, dude. And so like, that's the philosophy I like to live on. I'd like to, to throw that to other people. And so atomic habits, man, favorite snack.
0: Well, like yeah, that's a good one. Um, I tell people that all the time because Sometimes learning to code is painful and slow, and I think people just need to realize that it's going to take a while. But as long as you're getting that one percent in, one percent better every day, you're going to get there eventually. So Dude, 100%. you can have that. You can have that gym mentality where you're going to go work out for a month and you're going to come out looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, and all right. get all disappointed when the muscles aren't just like
1: pop, pow, popping. <laughs> so, Dude. Think, have you seen the Have you seen the the actual table chart I put together? A table chart, man. If you grow 1% one percent from a dollar every day on, in a year, you'll be at thirty seven, right? And if a person gives up at the thirty seven, it's like, ah, oh, man. If you would have made it two years, you go from thirty seven to like a thousand fourteen the second year off, adding one percent a day. Do it's a hundred percent, man. Just just keep working, just keep working, absolutely. Awesome. So, we got a couple minutes left so we could either end early, uh you could
0: ask me a question, you could talk about some some other projects that you're working on. What would you like to do?
1: Yes, yeah, so let's talk about your projects, man. So, yeah, you you right. you, you big things happening. Man. What's in the, what's in the pipeline? Give me your vision next next year vision. One year. Ooh, next year, this
0: is big. So, one year. This year, we were trying to go after some some bigger things and, you know, start competing for some of these like national awards and stuff. And so I feel like by next year we will have an award and I'd like to be in another location. So we're thinking about like some other places that we could be at across the country. Obviously, we've got California locked down. We'll be able to kind of move within California pretty easily because we have a registered apprenticeship program in the state. But we're thinking, you know, how can we make a a model and have a playbook that we can take and deliver to other cities and then allow them to do the same thing? So that's really like next year's goals: like have the playbook done and be able to deliver that into some communities and help them kind of do the same thing that we're doing here, which is, Apprenticeship programs for technical roles, teaching people how to code and getting them paid to become software engineers, which I think is just like best thing since sliced bread.
1: That's awesome, dude. I feel like we're in the same spot, man. Both of us in the same spot. So we're working on the same thing, like playbook. We're trying to figure out how to how to basically take this, what we're doing in Chicago, and just drop it everywhere else. We're coming up to the end of it, and this is gonna be like in like phase one. So, you know, that's why I said we we just placed our first person and she was a rock star, dude. She got placed like in four weeks, which is which is amazing. Uh but we, we want to be able to do that in more cities. And so like I'm I'm excited for both our growth over the next year. Absolutely. I think it's it's phenomenal, especially
0: the opportunity now. With, with COVID, with things being a little bit more flat and everybody kind of on the same playing field, it's no longer as regional as it was before. So you can start having these conversations and laying the groundwork in these other locations without having to have as much of like a physical presence in order to kind of operate and move around. Because that's the way it used to be, right? Is like Mm -hmm. you'd have to really get into a community and start establishing relationships and meeting with people, you know, going from company to company and having, you know, one-on-one conversations. Now, I mean, I can have like nine, ten conversations in a day and be in a situation where we can really prime the pump in these new locations. Yeah. I'm excited for what's going to happen next year. And plus when everything kind of like heals itself with the Rona, then I think everything's just going to come roaring back. So we'll be in a great position. We can get people prepared for these roles that are going to emerge in
1: 2021, 2022. So it's exciting. And get one one last question. Give me, give me a, a candidate. Give me, give me one of your like, man, candidates that came through your program. Give me a name of a person that was just like, dude, like this dude came, this girl came with this fire. You know, like, give me a success story, man. I got a lot of success stories.
0: Dude, we got so many. I'll give you the first one because he's always yeah. the one, you know, your first is always the best. Right?
1: Yeah, dude. So on, what you got? So
0: Samuel Warren, he was a super young guy. He came out of the Marines. He had spent a year or so doing some other, you know, just like work. You know, not not really sure what he was going to do after, you know, uh, finish his uh, service. And so he came to us when we were brand new. I mean, super new. He was the first student, signed up. It was like a remote opportunity at that time. So he was kind of down to just like learn on his own with some support and comes in, crushes the curriculum. In fact, he was driving me nuts because it was just <laughs> like every day. It was like, uh, I'm done with this exercise. What's the next exercise? Or like, where's the bonus? And I was just like, all right, settle down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. So he graduates and I send him off to a job fair and I'm like, hey, why don't you go to this job fair? I know it was for um Red Hat. And Red Hat doesn't come out here to California that much. They don't have a big presence here in San Diego. So why don't you just go to it? I figured there's going to be some web position there. I know they're not a big web company. They're more of like a DevOps, you know, infrastructure, things like that. And so I was like, why don't you just go see if they got any web development positions? He shows up, sits down at the table, and they're like, what are you doing here? (laughs) This is not, we don't do web development. And sure enough, like he has conversation He uses all the skills that we talked about, which is a lot of, like, not just, like, the technical, but really Mm -hmm. being able to communicate, talk Mm -hmm. about your teamwork, talk about what you're capable of, talk about your skills, all that kind of stuff. Sell yourself. So, yeah, sell yourself. And so he sells himself... Next thing you know, a couple of days later, he's calling me and he's like, hey, um, they're about to make me an offer. I need to know how to negotiate. I'm like, Samuel, calm down. Like, <laughs> there's no way that they could be negotiating a salary with you right now. He's like, no, no, I, for real. I, I need you to, like, help me, you know, navigate this conversation. And sure enough, like, they were making an offer to him within days of him, like, showing up to this job fair. So needless to say, he got an offer within a couple of weeks of him finishing the program. <laughs> He now works at Red Hat, I mean, one of the largest companies on the planet, right? They're now, they were acquired by IBM, so it's Red Hat IBM. It's just like, starting off with that, it was just like, okay, now I know, like, this is what I was purpose-built to be doing right now, helping people transition from, like, veteran status, you know, not really sure what he's going to be able to do, to, like, working at a huge tech company with a, like, great future, like, trajectory, in place. DevOps, going from like just learning web development into like a role that's going to lead into DevOps within a couple of years. I mean, this is like insane.
1: (laughs) That's awesome, dude. And just opportunity. Gave my opportunity and boom, like took off with that thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, man.
0: So we're we're a little bit over it. I got a hard yep. stop, but I yep. appreciate you coming on the program in uh major. Again, give the website one more time so people know where they're gonna go.
1: Yep, reworktraining.org. So r-e-work Awesome. Thanks, Sheldon. Yep, no problem, man. Look forward to working with you
0: the san diego code school is a proud sponsor of the snack walls podcast the san diego code school is leading companies to tech equity the tech enabled apprenticeship program is a venture whose heart is to do a lot of social good and do good work you can help san diego code school secure funding for change by hiring developers bringing a team in to relieve your backlog or becoming a program sponsor you can visit us on the web for more information at http colon forward slash forward slash sdcs.io